On November 17th, 2023, day five of season 99 of Learned League, we were tasked, like millions before us, with finding a distinctive, bespectacled literary character and world traveler who first appeared in print in 1987. I'm Ben Rothenberg, and I later learned more about why the American and British names were accepted for this question. This guy is already so famously difficult to locate, so why the added trouble of adding two different names to the challenge of figuring out where's Waldo or where's Wally? One of the oddest in a series of transatlantic taste translations. In the late 80s, a few decades after Beatlemania, the hot British import flying up the U.S. charts was a guy in a red and white striped shirt with a pom-pom hat. British artist Martin Hanford had first drawn Wally in 1985, and within five years, the books were imprinted in more than 20 different countries. In the U.S., the books were published by a major publishing house, Little Brown, and Little Brown was surprised and thrilled by the big reception of this bestseller. If a children's book sells 25,000 copies in a year, we are quite pleased. John G. Keller, vice president and publisher of children's books for Little Brown, told the New York Times in 1990. Little Brown was blowing that rate out of the water, selling 300,000 copies of the latest title in the series in just three months. But Little Brown wasn't selling Wally. They were selling Waldo. Hanford had named his character Wally because of stereotypes with the name in Britain. In England, Hanford said, if someone says something silly or looks slightly foolish, he's called a Wally. He's a little goofy, but well-meaning. Wallies in the UK are often stereotyped, I learned, as nerdy train spotters, which, as a fan of the adorable train spotting social media star Francis Bourgeois, I can definitely see. Highly recommend you check him out if you haven't seen him. But Little Brown didn't know Francis Bourgeois and didn't want a Wally. Although the reason why the name got changed wasn't easy to track down. A lengthy 2009 Mental Floss article titled Where's Waldo and Who's Wally didn't have the answer, nor did several other articles, and even the wiki devoted to Waldo didn't really know. Some British sources guessed that the name Wally wasn't well known in the U.S., and that's why they didn't pick it, which, not really true, given the prominence of Wally's, like, TV character Wally Cleaver. The decision ultimately was made by Keller, that executive at Little Brown, for a reason I never would have guessed. He told the New York Times in 1990 that he took an instant dislike to the name Wally because, quote, it reminded me of Wallace Simpson. Yes, the memory of Wallace Simpson, the American woman who had 50 years earlier been the cause of Edward VIII's abdication, was so distasteful to Keller a half century later that he changed Wally's name to Waldo. The walker once Wally wore Waldo well, the name Waldo also inspired another character in the Where's Waldo cinematic universe, as it were, the mirror named Oddlaw, an anti-Waldo whose arrival as a yellow inverse showed up a year before Wario would show up as Mario's own yellow inverse in 1992. And many other countries after the U.S. also took the liberty of changing Wally's name. While he remained Wally in Australia, Ireland, South Africa, Brazil, Portugal, Spain, the Netherlands, Poland, Russia, and South Korea, among others, Wally went through various translations around the world. In Germany, he's Walter. In France, he's Charlie. Je suis Charlie, he would say. In Israel, he's Effie. In India and Sri Lanka, he's Hetty. In Sweden, he's Hugo. And in Denmark, he's Holger, a name tennis fans should know as the name of Danish tennis star Holger Runa. A couple other notes on some famous titles that vary between the U.S. and U.K., in one instance, reversing the Waldo situation, there's a D-O at the end of a British name, but not the American one. The board game Clue in the U.S. started out in the U.K. as Cluedo, which was a mashup there of the words Clue and Ludo, 
Ludo being the British name for Parcheesi. Since we don't really say Ludo in the U.S., we didn't need the pun, so we just kept the clue part. Cluedo also had Reverend Green instead of Mr. Green over there in the initial version. I guess in the U.S. we were not as ready for a man of the cloth being a killer roughly one out of six times. In the 2023 edition, actually, both the U.S. and U.K. versions, Reverend Green or Mr. Green has been changed to Mayor Green, since I guess we have no problems on either side imagining politicians as criminals. The first Harry Potter book of the seven was called Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone in its original U.K. printing, and then Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone in the U.S., because the American publisher thought the word philosopher would be off-putting in a title for American kids. This instinct probably wasn't wrong, but a Philosopher's Stone is a real legendary thing in alchemy history, and a Sorcerer's Stone isn't anything like that. A couple more. Philip Pullman's Northern Lights was called the Golden Compass in the U.S., because the American publisher thought the object on the cover looked like a compass. Agatha Christie's 1939 book, purported to be the best-selling crime novel of all time, was renamed And Then There Were None in the U.S. version that came out in 1940 to remove the racial slur that appeared in the original U.K. version a year earlier. And U.K. versions kept using that original slur-laden titles for many decades longer, all the way until 1985. The book titles most in need of adjusting, apparently, have been those of the English novelist P.G. Wodehouse. Wikipedia counts 31 different titles of his that were changed for their American versions. Wodehouse's main protagonist, Jeeves, though, doesn't remind any American publisher of a woman who once lured an English monarch into temptation and away from the throne, so Jeeves was allowed to stay. Thank you for listening to I Later Learned in its first week, which hopefully was easier to find than Waldo for you here. If you made it here, thank you. If you enjoyed the show, please tell all your Learned League friends foremost. Hopefully you can enjoy it with them. And you can subscribe to the show as well. We are already available on all the big podcast distribution sites like Apple and Spotify and Overcast, which I use, and lots of others. You can also talk about the show on the Learn League message boards or on the Facebook group. That would be super duper as well. And you can email me at the show at ilaterlearned at gmail.com. Until next week, here's to learning. Bye, folks. Bye.